Hello and welcome to Season 5 of the Dormer Park Podcast Show. Over the past four seasons, we have featured exciting guests and have trained several new podcast hosts and production technicians who have recorded, edited, and produced the show. This show is a great way to get to know the Dormark family a bit better to help build a community. We are your hosts, Emerson and Cheyenne. On today's episode, we would like to introduce you to all of our new vice principal, Miss Roseanne Green. Miss Green joined our school last year after spring break during the beginning of the pandemic. Miss Green wears a lot of hats here at our school, as she teaches one day of kindergarten and two days of grade three with Miss Cameron. Hi, Miss Green. Welcome to the show. Hi. How are you girls doing? Good, good. Would you like to take a moment to introduce yourself? Okay. My name is Miss Green. And my traditional name is Siamathol. I am Stalo from the Fraser Valley here. I live in Chilliwack and I've been working in the Abbotsford School District for a little while now. I was a K-1 teacher and now I am a kindergarten teacher, a grade three teacher, and the vice principal here at Dormick Park. Wow, that's that's a lot. lot. (laughs) It's fun. Why did you want to become a vice principal? Well, I first, I was really scared because I didn't know that I was going to go into the education field. I started as a receptionist, so um, at a building where it wasn't a school, and I answered the phones, and I did the photocopying, and then I became an education assistant. So I worked in a lot of different schools in Langley and in Chilliwack school districts, And my mom and my older sister, uh, my older sister, she's kind of like my boss. If you have an older brother or sister, they kind (laughs) of take charge of your life and help you and guide you. And she said, why don't you become a teacher? And so that's what I did. I went to UBC and I got my teaching degree and I became a kindergarten teacher. And then I went back to school and I I got my master's degree and became a vice principal. But the reason why I did it was because I'm an Indigenous person first, and there isn't a lot of Indigenous people in the school systems. And um, our people, our Indigenous people, have struggled with being comfortable in the education world. And it's hard for them sometimes, at least for my family, my experience, for our people to even come to the school and talk to all the different people that work in the schools. So that's where I found my passion and wanted to help our our people and our families, help them feel that they have someone in the schools. And for the students like yourselves, for them to be able to see themselves in someone who works in the school. And so first it was an education assistant, then it was a teacher and a vice principal. And I'm going to keep trying to climb so they can see themselves and see that they too can be someone in the schools. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tell us about your journey in education. How did you become a principal? So that was a little bit in this school district, we're very, very lucky if you're a teacher, an administrator, so a, a, a principal will come and tap, tap, tap you on a shoulder and say, hey, I think you'd be really good at becoming a, a, a principal. Did you ever think of that? 
And so they put your name forward to um, our bosses at the school board office. And then you go, you get to go and be a part of this group um, that are learning how to be leaders in this district. And so that's how I got into um, being in my position. So there's a wonderful principal. Her name is Brittany Wallace. She was at Alexander Elementary, and that's where that started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are some struggles you have faced growing up being Indigenous? Well, one huge one is that I didn't see myself in the school. I didn't see any adults that were Indigenous. And that was... That was really scary for me. Yeah. And my parents, right from kindergarten, my oldest sister, I always talk about her because she's one of the heroes in my life. She brought me to kindergarten. She was in grade 12. And the teachers and the principals weren't really welcoming to her because they thought she was my mom. They thought she was a young teenager who had this child, a kindergartner. And I told them that she was my sister. And my parents didn't step foot into my elementary school. They didn't come to my high school. I played on all the different sports teams. And they didn't come to not one game. They didn't come to my graduation. And they didn't come to my university graduations. And then eventually I I lost my mom. And she was her and my older sister, they were the ones who got me to want to become a teacher. But my parents couldn't find it in themselves to come because they just, the the hardships of going to school when they went to school because they had experienced, my dad was a residential school survivor. So it was really hard for him. Yeah, it was really hard for him to... Um, bring himself to the school and the first graduation he seen me was at my master's graduation and I was so so proud that he was there it was a bittersweet experience for me and I know there's a lot of families out there that aren't just indigenous many many people out there feel this way about um, schools it's intimidating and I get that and I want to be a person that helps our families and our students feel comfortable and believe in themselves that they can walk in here and there are people in here that have have the same experiences as them. And that's why I started this education journey. Wow, it seems like you've been through a lot in your life. <laughs> well, thank you. And uh, as all of us are, right? No one has a perfect life. But the thing about it is that we can look around and we could see people who inspire us and to believe in ourselves and to have uh, people that reflect that. So I have, I have people that I look up to. I have people that I work with, students who teach me every day and staff who teach me every day. And it's to be a good person, right? And just to keep trying, you know, we... There are struggles that we have, and I am by no means perfect, but I'm learning. And I have, I'm very fortunate that I have the staff here that 
give me the space to try to learn, mm-hmm. right? To grow into yeah. a, a vice principal. Okay. Mm-hmm. We have this running tradition of asking our new guests if they have a funny childhood story. Do you have one to share? Oh my gosh, I have too many to pick from. Um, well, I, I always say because people say um, they have huge, ginormous families. My family doesn't have to fly in from anywhere. We are here. We're Indigenous people and we, uh, you can't escape your family because we're so ginormous. But one is that um, all, I have 56 first cousins. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness, yes. So they were trying to keep us busy because there's just too many of us. And they decided to put us in the back of four pickup trucks, which I don't, I'm not saying do it, but when I was growing up, we could ride in the back of trucks. In it. Oh my gosh. And they brought us up to Cultus Lake and there was a big, huge uh, raspberry field. And they said, all of you are going to pick raspberries and this is going to be your summer job. And we were all for it because first of all, we're hungry and we wanted to eat and that's not why you get a job to eat the products there. But so we were trying to fill our, our flats up because you get a flat and you have to fill them all up and we were racing. So that's how my aunt first got us to do it was to race. So all of us were racing and we were, we were doing like a really good job. But then, um, my cousin went up to, I won't say names because you know, they won't appreciate it because some of them work in this district. But she had this ginormous raspberry and she said, try it, try it. Why don't you take a bite? And so she like went closer and closer and she smushed it in her face. Wow. Yeah. And what do you think that started? Uh, it started a food fight, uh, a berry fight. And pretty soon like people, my cousins, were grabbing their entire flat and dumping it on each other and smearing it all over in their hair, on their clothes. We were like all bunch of bright red people running around in the field (laughs) and we all got fired like within, I think, a half an hour. Like it wasn't too long. I didn't even have a job for that long. And we were asked to leave and... Our skin was stained red for like a couple days. So we had to walk around like that. Like we didn't didn't stop us from going to the store or going anywhere. We were embarrassed. But that's kind of embarrassing that uh, my first job, I didn't last a half an hour. Wow. Well, thank you, Miss Green, for being on the show. (laughs) Thank you very much for having me. Thank you, listeners, for tuning into this episode. Join us next time as we chat with one of our Silent Fraser University teachers, Miss Borzma, who is a professional harp player. We may even get a live listen to the sound of this beautiful instrument. We are your hosts, Emerson and Cheyenne. Goodbye. Goodbye.